Drivers, start your engines! It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Hello and welcome to the podcast edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here on your favorite podcast location, whether it's iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. We greatly appreciate you uh, downloading, listening, and subscribing to the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. How you doing? My name is Alfie, and I'll be joining you for this podcast edition of Southern Race Week Radio. We really appreciate you tuning in, and stay tuned in because we've got some great guests that will be joining us on this week's edition of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. In just moments, we'll hear from Mark Garrow of the Performance Racing Network, along with Tim Bryant, the GM and co-owner of Five Flags Speedway, and also legend drivers in the Legends and Bandolero program at Atlanta Motor Speedway, Jensen Jorgensen will recap his round three and four wins at Thursday Thunder at Atlanta Motor Speedway. So we really appreciate those great guests that will be joining us this week on the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And it's hard to believe that we're literally just less than a couple of weeks away from the NASCAR Cup Series and Xfinity Series returning to the Atlanta Motor Speedway for the Quaker State 400, available at Walmart Race Weekend. And we still have your tickets to give away as William Barber has hooked you up. He's got tickets for the Saturday night and Sunday night race, along with track passes that will allow you to get onto the track to watch the driver introductions, along with the pre-race concerts for both the Xfinity Series and Cup Series, uh, VIP pa- uh, a parking spots will be available and how about this some of our lucky winners will be upgraded to the suite for saturday night and sunday night's race action and for all the details head on over to the southern race week radio facebook page at facebook.com slash southern race week you'll get all the details just look for the quaker state 400 logo and make sure you like and then share that post and by just doing that you'll be entered to win and William will give you all the details of when he'll go live once again on Facebook live to pick some more winners to join us at Atlanta Motor Speedway for race weekend with the Xfinity Series race on Saturday night July 8th and then the Cup Series race the Quaker State 400 available at Walmart which will be Sunday night uh, July 9th and also we've been kind of mentioning this on our Facebook page William mentioned it as well. Please, we will not ask you for any personal information. We've got some uh, people who have been posting fake Southern Race Week uh, Facebook pages. So please, uh, William will reach out to you directly via the messenger. All right. And we will never ask you for information, credit card information or anything like that. So if there's any kind of link that you get, do not click on any links. But hopefully you do win and you will be joining us uh, for race weekend at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Also, don't forget about our Twitter page as well. You can follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. And if you like our Facebook page and you're following us on Twitter, you'll get the latest in racing news and information 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So please remember that. And also we have an email address, so feel free to reach out to us anytime via the email. It's srwradio at yahoo.com. Once again, that is srwradio at yahoo.com but uh, right now before we get into our great interviews it's time for our racing recap as we take a look at all the racing action that took place over the weekend now in the nascar series the truck series was off uh this past weekend but let's quickly go down the standings in the uh, craftsman truck series 
as Zane Smith is your number one ranked driver. He's got two wins on the season. He's also your points leader right now as well. Grant Enfinger is second with two wins on the season. Christian Eckes is third with two wins. Carson Hosever is in fourth position with two wins. Then Corey Hine is in fifth position with a win. And Ben Rhodes is in sixth position with a win. Spots seven through ten are into the playoffs right now via points. These drivers do not have a win on the season. That's Ty Majeski in seventh, Matt DiBenedetto in eighth, Matt Crafted in ninth, and Nick Sanchez rounding out the top ten. Over to action from the Xfinity Series and Cup Series, who are in action this past weekend at National Super Speedway as we take a look at the results of the Xfinity Series race. As A.J. Allmendinger pulled away on the second overtime restart last Saturday to win his second NASCAR Xfinity race this year and 17th of his career at the National Super Speedway in the Tennessee Lottery 250. The 41-year-old Almendinger pitted on lap 1 at 45 and used fresher tires to pass Parker Klingerman, taking the lead for good on lap 177. He seemed poised to cruise to his latest victory for colleague racing and his number 10 Bailey Zimmerman religiously Chevrolet until Chad Chastain spun off turn 4 with 5 laps left. That set up the first overtime. Chandler Smith spun out on the first restart attempt after contact with Josh Berry in turn 2. On the second restart, Almendinger left everyone behind and cruised to the victory. As both he and his team celebrated, more cars started spinning and crashing in a haze of smoke. Almendinger also finished second in the Xfinity Series inaugural race at Sonoma before NASCAR's lone break of the season. Riley Herbst finished second with Sam Mayer third, Austin Hill fourth, and Josh Berry rounding out the top five in a race with 11 different leaders and 17 lead changes. And as we take a look at the current standings right now in the Xfinity Series, Austin Hill is your number one ranked driver with three wins on the season. John Hunter Nemechek with two wins on the season is your second ranked driver. He also continues to lead in the points in the Xfinity Series. Justin Allgaier is third with a win on the season. Cole Custer is fourth with a win. Chandler Smith in fifth position with a win. Sammy Smith is sixth with a win. And Jeb Burton is in seventh position with a win. Spots 8 through 12 are into the playoffs right now via points. These drivers do not have a win on the season. That's Josh Berry in eighth. Sheldon Creed ninth. Sam Mayer in tenth. Raleigh Herbst in eleventh. And Daniel Hemrick rounding out the top 12. Over to the Cup Series action from Nashville as Ross Chastain has been criticized as reckless and too aggressive. A driver seen as giving no respect and not deserving any from competitors. His hard driving style paid off last Sunday night at Chastain, held off Martin Tricks Jr. to win the Ally 400 at National Super Speedway. His first win in over a year and the third NASCAR Cup Series victory of his career. This was Chastain's first win since Talladega in April 2022, and he drove his trackhouse racing Chevrolet to the team's first victory this year at its home track. Chastain had started on the pole for the first time in his career. As we mentioned, Martin Trex Jr. was your runner-up, Denny Hamlin finishing third, Chase Elliott with an impressive fourth-place finish, and Kyle Larson rounding out the top five. Take a look at the current point standings right now in the Cup Series. William Byron is your number one ranked driver with three wins on the season. Kyle Busch is in second position with three wins on the season. Martin Truex Jr. is in third position with two wins on the season. He's also the overall points leader right now. 
Kyle Larson is in fourth position with two wins. Ross Chastain is fifth with a win. Christopher Bell is sixth with a win. Denny Hamlin is seventh with a win. Ryan Blaney is in eighth with a win. Joey Logano is ninth with a win. Tyler Reddick is in tenth position with a win. And Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is in eleventh position with a win. Spots 12 through 16 are in the playoffs right now via points. These drivers do not have a win on the season. That's Kevin Harvick in twelfth. Brad Keselowski in thirteenth. Chris Buescher, 14th, Bubba Wallace, 15th, and Daniel Suarez rounding out the top 16. Over to the results in the NHRA series from this past weekend, the famed and coveted Summit Motorsports Park Ice Cream Scoop Trophy was hoisted joyfully by Blake Alexander last Sunday at the Summit Racing Equipment NHRA Nationals. It's been a long time coming for Alexander, who earned the first win of his professional career at this very track in 2018, driving a top-fuel dragster. Leah Pruitt garnished her second win for Tony Stewart Racing, while Matt Harford and Hector Arana Jr. each scooped up their first wins of the season. And to check out other winners from the Summit Racing Nationals, just head on over to NHRA.com and click on Results. The IndyCar Series was not in action this past weekend, but here are the current point standings right now. Alex Palau is your front overall race leader. Marcus Erickson is in second position, and Joseph Newgarden rounding out the top three. And to check out the rest of the results, head on over to IndyCar.com. And take a look at racing action coming up this weekend. The NHRA is off, but the IndyCar Series will be in action July 2nd for the Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio. The green flag will drop at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can check out all the action on the USA Network and Peacock. And if you want to listen to the action, it's available on Sirius XM Radio. Over to NASCAR, the Xfinity Series will be in action for the Chicago Street Race. It is the Loop 121 that will be on Saturday, July 1st. 5 p.m. Eastern Time is when the green flag will drop. You can catch the race action on USA and listen to the action on Motor Racing Network and also on Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90. And then the Cup Series will be in action also on the Chicago Street Race. That will be Sunday, July 2nd for the Grant Park 220. The green flag will drop at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can catch the race on the big NBC. And then you can listen to the action via the Motor Racing Network, which will also be available on Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90. And there you go. That is your racing recap from all the action this past weekend right here on the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. Hey, this is Mike Bagley of Motor Racing Network and Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. You, my friends, are listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network at Southie as we continue on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot hotline. He'll be part of the PRN crew who will cover for the first time all the racing action going on here at the National Super Speedway this weekend. And then in a couple of weeks, they'll be at Atlanta Motor Speedway for the Quaker State 400 Race weekend with coverage of the Xfinity race Saturday night and the Cup Series race on Sunday night, July 9th. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in one of the men in the booth covering all the action for NASCAR on the Performance Racing Network. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Mark Guru Guerrero. Thanks for the introduction, man. That was great. Hey, when we have a big deal guest on, we got to give him a big deal introduction. <laughs> and Mr. Garrow, we really appreciate you taking the time uh, to join us here on a Southern Race Week Radio, sir. Before we get into all the hoopla of the Cup season, Josh Berry will be taking over uh, the number four ride when uh, Kevin Harvick uh, hangs up his helmet 
at the end of the season. And Josh Berry has made a lot of noise uh, filling in for the Hendrick Motorsports drivers who have unfortunately had situations that did not allow them to get behind the wheel. Um, how big of a deal is this for Josh Berry to finally get himself a, a, a full-time Cup Series ride uh, next year with Stuart Haas Racing? It's a monumental deal for Josh Berry, who, what, four years ago, who knew Josh Berry and those who did knew him as only the champion of the Cars Tour late model series. And he has made the most of his opportunities with Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Junior Motorsports. And it's a phenomenal story. And it is one that should make people feel good in the sense that even in NASCAR, if you have ability, you can make it. Chase Briscoe, he had no money. He made it. Josh Berry had no money. He made it. They made it on talent, perseverance, uh, and making the most of the opportunities when they arrived. And I think it's a great story for Josh Berry. I think it's a great story for NASCAR. And, again, it is a great story for short track racers all over the country who dream of making it maybe one day to the big time, to the Cup Series. There is hope. It can be done. Now, we are officially off the off week and now a handful of races before we get to the end of the regular season. Now, based out of Atlanta, this is a Chase Elliott country, and we know with him being uh, missing a, a ton of races, uh, he's low in the points right now, kind of hovering around the 30, uh, 30th spot, I believe, somewhere around there, basically needing a win to get himself into the playoffs. Uh, with the last full of handful of racings, including Atlanta, which he is the defending champion of the Quaker State 400, do you see Chase Elliott being able to win a race before we get to uh, Daytona or maybe even winning Daytona and uh, punching his ticket to compete for a, a playoff spot? Well, you got to believe that that is certainly possible. He's got the talent. He's got the team. Right now, Chase, to be specific, is 27th in the points. He's 84 points off the bubble, where his teammate, ironically, Alex Bowman, is currently sitting with only a three-point edge over Daniel Suarez and only 11 points on Ty Gibbs and only 14 points on Michael McDowell, who has is, is moved himself into a position maybe to get in there on points. 84 points, can you make that up in 10 races? Yes, that's possible, but you're going to need a lot of help. That You're going to need a lot of the guys ahead of you not to go on hot streaks and not to have you know things go their way on a regular basis. So I think he's going to have to win. And I think he can win. I think there are a number of racetracks coming up. In particular, look at this weekend. That car a year ago was basically junk uh, in the first part of the race. They made a pit stop, and this is why you know it's such a great combination, Alan Gustafson and Chase Elliott. They made a pit stop. They knew they had to make big changes. They knew to make those changes they had to give up a lot of track position, and they did that. They bit the bullet, took the pain. And then you have three Toyota drivers, Hamlin, Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr., lead 250 out of 300 laps, and it's Chase Elliott who won because they took the time to make those adjustments, and again, he could win at Nashville. He could win at Loudoun, we've got coming up. Certainly could win at Atlanta, uh, has, has been there and done that, so... I think he can win. I think he will win. I think he will be part of the playoff. 
And I think this has been a very sobering start to the year for Chase Elliott, first with the injury and then the one-race suspension. And one thing that I've learned over the years watching Chase is that he is a guy that, you know, pulls all this information in, tries to make himself not only a better driver but a better person at the same time. So I think this experience, although negative now, will turn out to be a positive for him down the road, not only this season but in years uh, down the road. Now, by this point of the season, we might have an idea who you think is the front runner, maybe someone who has an opportunity to get into that final four, possibly win the championship. As far as you go, sir, what do you see as far as those drivers and teams that are really jumping out at you that have that opportunity to get to the final four and win and win the uh, cup? Nobody's been consistent. I, I don't think there's any four that really jump off the page. Martin Truex Jr. has climbed from seventh all the way to the point lead. And here's a little fact that you may not know, and I didn't know until I looked it up, but he hasn't led the regular season point standing since the fifth race of the season in 2018. And yet he was always in the hunt, always, uh, you know, when it came time for the playoff. So I like Truex. Obviously, Kyle Larson's 10th in the points, but he's had a bunch of DNFs. I think he'll be good. I think Joey Logano is just battle-tested. I, I think when the playoffs start, this guy really shines. His crew chief, Paul Wolf, is one of the best in the business with their back pinned against the wall. I put him in, in there as potential favorite. After that, man, who knows? Uh, uh, Harvick has been consistent but hasn't found a way to win yet. And that little whisper, that little bird keeps whispering in my ear, Kyle Bush, Kyle Bush, you know, because Kyle will be – uh, he'll be set on the kill switch, man. Uh, if he can get into the playoff, he's got a lot to prove. He's already won three races, and boy, would he like to win the championship the first year away from Joe Gibbs. Wow. Uh, he'll have all the incentive in the world to get there. Speak with Mark Garrow, a member of the Performance Racing Network. We'll be covering all the action from Nashville this upcoming weekend and in a couple of weeks at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Now, listening to your uh, podcast, Garage Pass, which is available at uh, goprn.com. Take a listen for uh, daily uh, information on the world of NASCAR. But I listened to one of them, and you were talking about the the schedule for next year, 2024, which has not officially been released yet, but there's a lot of rumblings, a lot of rumors going on about changes to the schedule. And, and for instance, you mentioned that the dirt race at Bristol could be replaced with North Wilkesboro, uh, among many other changes. What would you like to see to the schedule change for next year? Would you like to see... North Wilkesboro is a point series race and get rid of because I, I personally, there's a lot of opinion about the dirt race at Bristol. Some people like it. Some people don't like it. Drivers like it. Some drivers don't like it. Well, what do you think could possibly change on the schedule for 2024? Well, for one thing, I think, I don't know where the date comes from, but you can count on North Wilkesboro getting a point race. You can count on it. Uh, I also think you can count on Montreal uh, going on the schedule for the Cup Series for the first time. We've already experienced the circuit Gilles Villeneuve for the Xfinity Series. It was a big success. I think we need to be back north of the border. we got a lot of great fans in Canada. I think we need to support that. I think that date probably comes from Fontana. Fontana is no more. This talk about, hey, we're going to put a short track in there, forget it. The money, the land's too valuable. They're going to make another bucket full of money, another, you know, half a billion dollars or something and sell off the last little piece of whatever land they still own over there. So I think that's where Montreal comes from. 
And again, there was talk that, you know, that maybe the Bristol Dirt Race becomes a point race at North Wilkesboro. I'm not quite sure where that date comes from. I have a hard time believing that they want, wouldn't want to race again at Bristol, whether, again, it goes back to just a regular race uh, on the concrete surface as opposed to dirt in the springtime. Uh, I'm not quite sure, but it'll be interesting how it comes out. But I, I do think there's no question in my mind that North Wilkesboro will have a points race, and no question in my mind we're going to Montreal. Now, Mr. Garrow, if our listeners want to follow along with you, uh, keep up with what's going on in the world of racing, uh, where can they go to uh, follow you around and, and keep up with everything? Well, on Twitter, I am Guru Garrow, and that is always a great place to keep up with me. And, of course, you can go to goprn.com, uh, download the uh, app that they have. You can listen to my show, PRN's Garage Pass, every day that way. Uh, and you can also, I'm on Facebook, I'm all those kind of different places as well. But Guru Garrow at Twitter, love to have people follow us. And I don't think many people know that you're a part of our fan, our, our, uh, our team rather now, in helping to produce some of these uh, Garage Pass shows every day, and that's much appreciated as well. This is Leah Pruitt, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Hi, race fans. Welcome back to this edition of Southern Race Week right here on your great racing station. It is time for us to get to the short track action news that you can use, all driven by SpectrumResort.com. Check them out. If you want to go to Pensacola, Orange Beach is just around the corner. Trust me, with this guy right here all the time, ladies and gentlemen, Tim Bryant from Five Flags Speedway. Tim, welcome to the show, sir. Man, WB, it's always good to be on with you. One of your pole setters just um, got the great honor of getting signed with the deal as if filling in for Chase wasn't enough. Now he's going to be filling in for a legend, soon to be legend in NASCAR. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, Josh Berry has has, has has done it the right way. He come up through the short track ranks just a couple of years ago. You know, he was running in the late model stock series uh, up on the uh, East Coast in the Carolinas. And then uh, he procured a ride last year uh, for the Snowball Derby and ended up sitting on the pole, uh, ran run excellent all day long ended up with a top 10 finish but uh you know what he got a break this year of course went to the xfinity series uh with junior motorsports uh dale earnhardt jr of course really has brought him along and then of course he's performed so well he's actually been super sub this year he filled in for chase elliott for a couple races filled in for uh alex bowman for a couple races and he performed well enough that he got the got the nod from Stuart haas racing to take over the, the legendary four car from Kevin Harvick next year. So it's always good to see guys come up through the ranks and reach the big time. Well, speaking of great, great racing and everything, unfortunately, there's going to be some uh, some racing cancellations that you need to let us know about. Yeah, the uh, the Southern Super Series, uh, we, we've had a, a, a Dickens of a time trying to race this year. WB, we, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, we lost the race in Georgia uh, back on April 1st at uh, uh, Chris Motorsports Park down in Cordell. And then uh, the race after that, Montgomery Motor Speedway, uh, we got rained out. We have had, uh, since then, we've been to North Wilkesboro, North Carolina, and Hickory Motor Speedway up in Hickory and had races. Uh, this weekend, we were scheduled to go back to North Carolina for two big races, one Thursday night uh, at Southern National Motorsports Park in Kinley, uh, North Carolina. And then we were going to Carteret County Speedway over on the Outer Banks for a race at Carteret County Speedway in Swansboro, North Carolina. And there's so much rain up the East Coast, uh, nobody's wanting to travel through that 
through that mess. So we've had to pull the plug on both those races. So our next uh, Southern Super Series event will be uh, just a week later on July 2nd on a Sunday afternoon. Sunday evening, the holiday weekend, we'll be at the Fairgrounds Speedway in Nashville. So, uh, you know, what? You know, you can't you can't beat Mother Nature. She, sometimes she throws you a curveball and you swing and and uh, sometimes you hit it, sometimes you don't. So uh, we'll uh, we'll take what she gives us and look forward to good weather in in Nashville. And then, of course, uh, uh, after that, uh, we've got a big weekend here. It's what I really wanted to tell you about because I'd like to have you guys down here. Yeah. July 21st and 22nd right here in Pensacola, a doubleheader, the Pepper Jack Kennels Twin 100s, a uh, uh, big super late model race on Friday night, and then a completely separate uh Another super late model race on Saturday night. We'll sprinkle in some some other divisions on the diff, on the two different nights. So we're trying to include everybody in that. Have our gigantic fireworks display uh, on Saturday night, July twenty second. So really looking forward to that double header here in Pensacola. Well, listen, I'm uh, I'm in the market. Uh, I'm checking out marketplace all the time, so I can reminisce back in the day. So I can get me my nineteen ninety four Chrysler Dodge minivan back. Maybe we could have some minivan races in between everything. What you think? Well, you know what? That may be next. I will tell you what we're doing here at Pensacola. It's not an original idea. We certainly wasn't the ones that started it, but we're racing Crown Vicks now. Uh, we've got, uh, 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 we started a new, we call them Crown Stocks, but it's mostly okay. Ford Crown Victorias and uh, Mercury Marquis. Old police cars is really the, the, the car of choice. And these things are right off the street. Of course, they got roll cages put in them and racing seats and safety safety belts to right. make the car safe, but they're completely stock. Other than that, that's our new entry level class. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's more for fun and guys are having a blast with it for sure. Well, if y'all are just joining us here, we're talking with Tim Bryant. He is the man with five flag speedway. And if y'all are looking for some great racing action, y'all need to check out five flag speedway in Pensacola. I'm telling you, it, it, it's just an earshot from Orange Beach, from Gulf Shores, from, from Destin, you name it. It is a great place to go. And Pensacola itself is such a great place. The wife is wearing out Zillow on, uh, on trying to find us a place to come move down there next to you. So let's, uh, let's talk about the snowball because if you don't get your tickets, you won't be allowed in the track. Well, several years in a row, fortunately, and, and testament to the to what we call the most loyal short, uh, race fans in short track racing, uh, we've had sellouts here at the Snowball Derby. What we're doing right now is we're in the renewal process. If you had tickets uh, for last year's Snowball Derby, you have until August 1st to renew those tickets. And uh, at that time, you can actually even request an upgrade. Uh, after the August 1st deadline, we'll process the upgrade that the orders of the tickets were purchased. And, uh, and then on, uh, on Monday, August the 21st, all the remaining seats uh, will go on sale to the general public. So uh, that's kind of the, uh, the ticketing process. The camping is, uh, is sold out already. And, of course, we're talking about an event scheduled for December 3rd is the Snowball Derby. It's a, it's a, it's a week-long uh, series of, of, of events. It all kicks off on Monday night after Thanksgiving with off-track festivities. We made a whole week of it here in Pensacola. A lot of people are coming in and they're Airbnb and renting houses and, and staying for, for a whole week for the Snowball Derby. And this year's race, it looks like it may be shaping up to be the biggest one yet. It involves not only short track drivers from all over the United States, but it also involves NASCAR drivers as well. And you've got some great uh, camping spots if they're still available. I don't know if they are, but people can come camp with you, right? 
Yeah, we it's a it's a, uh, it's a it's a camping phenomenon here. Uh, we actually have a waiting list already, but we encourage folks if they do want to camp to to call and get your tickets and get on that waiting list in case we have some cancellations or whatever, so that you can kind of get grandfathered in to that camping spot. It's sold out uh, each year, and uh, I mean it's a very festive atmosphere in the uh, the snowball. We call it Snowball City. Uh, in the campground throughout the weekend. All right, Tim, real quick before we leave, let's tell them where they need to go to get their tickets and find out more about Five Flags Speedway. Yeah, we've got our complete schedule, WB, uh, on our website, fiveflagspeedway.com. There's a button on the top of the page that says Snowball Derby. It's got all the Snowball Derby information. And, of course, our regular season schedule still still listed. And we've got some great racing coming up to finish up the summer. We'll be racing right up through the 23rd of September, uh, here uh, on, on an every other week basis pretty much um, and that's our championship night uh, for our super late models are, uh, uh, that'll be the Southern Super Series Championship as well uh, the Alan Turner Pro Late Model Series Championship that's a, a Saturday night race we normally race on Fridays here at Pensacola but anyway our entire schedule and ticketing information can be found at PyFlagSpeedway.com This is Natalie Decker and you're listening to Southern Race Week Alright welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network at Southfield. We continue on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot hotline. He had himself quite a week at Atlanta Motor Speedway during uh, Thursday Thunder. They had a double feature on uh, back on June 15th. And Jensen Jorgensen was able to sweep round three and round four of the pro division. So he's going to be joining us here to uh, break that down and also talk about some of his racing he's got going on at Charlotte Motor Speedway. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in the driver of number 32 Pro Series car. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Jensen Jorgensen. Mr. Jorgensen, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us and returning here to Southern Race Week Radio, sir. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend. Absolutely. I always loved your grand entrances. That's great. Thanks <laughs> hey, for having me. <laughs> hey, when, when I, hey, as we always say, when we have a big deal guest on, we've got to give him a big deal introduction. And uh, you, my <laughs> friend, really tore up the track there at Atlanta Motor Speedway during Thursday Thunder back on uh, June 15th as you swept rounds three and four of the uh, Pro Division there at AMS. So uh, tell us about that day because uh, weather kind of uh, threw everything into this doubleheader a day on June 15th. So uh, tell us about your day. Cause obviously you came away with two victories in the pro series. Absolutely. It was a, it was a good day for sure. Um, you know, that, that Wednesday got rained out. So they decided to double it up on Thursday. Uh, so we kind of rushed in from Charlotte, uh, racing Monday and Tuesday and got down to Atlanta, um, and got us two wins down there. It's, it's been a minute, uh, having such a dominant car that we had, uh, it's been, a, it's been a few years. Uh, last year, I don't, I didn't even get a win last year. The year before, I squeaked one out week 10. So to win two of them with the dominant piece that I had was, was kind of a breath of fresh air, uh, to say the least. Uh, you know, we made some tweaks during the day, um, the practice during the day, and we, we were able to find some speed, um, in the car with a, with a few really, really good adjustments that my dad and I made. And, uh, you know, just, just finding those adjustments, getting the car where I wanted it, and um, I don't know, maybe it was maybe it was the humidity in there or something that uh, had that car on rails, but uh, we, we made it happen, uh, you know, two in one day. 
Speaking with driver uh, Jensen Jorgensen on this week's edition of uh, Southern Race Week Radio and a little change in your personal life. You recently got married. So congratulations to you on that. How's that dynamic changed your thought on racing? Do you see it anything differently now now, now that you have a missus or, or is it pretty much the same as it was before? I don't know. I've had a, I've had a bunch of buddies and a bunch of friends, uh, you know, pick on me a little bit with that. They're like, "Oh, you're gonna stop winning now that now that you're married." But uh, no, my uh, my new wife uh, Trish, she's she's great. She loves the race, and we actually used my race car as our grand exit uh, out of the wedding. So that was kind of our signature our signature thing. She got on the side of it, and we we rode out together, and it was it was a hundred percent her idea. I thought it maybe was a little dangerous, but she uh, it was her idea, so I had to make it happen, and. Uh, no, it's great. We, um, you know, she's a she's actually a school teacher, so she uh, has the summer off with me to go go race up in Charlotte and and go travel around doing doing a bunch of racing this summer. So uh, no, it's great. She's 100% supportive, and uh, you know, kind of having the wedding all the way. It's time to focus on some racing. So uh, it's a, it's a lot of fun. And you just mentioned Charlotte Motor Speedway. You're also part of the uh, summer shootout program that are at, at Charlotte that you do uh, over the summer as well. You travel back and forth. Uh, in fact, I believe you won a few races last year at Charlotte. Uh, what's it like racing at Charlotte Motor Speedway compared to the Atlanta Motor Speedway? Do you see any difference in the, the racing and the track, or is it pretty much the same for you when you're out there driving around in those bando cars? Oh, absolutely. When you look, uh, you know, when you look from it at, at a different perspective and you just look at the racetrack itself, they look like they're the exact same, but in all reality, they're entirely different. Uh, you know, setups change dramatically on the cars. Um, even, even, you know, they're both quarter mile racetracks, but even the gear ratios in the car are different. You know, you need, um, you need different ratios in the car to, to, to find maximum speed. So yeah, the tracks, you know, Charlotte's a lot more bumpier. Um, and the competition, usually there's very, very high car count up there for, for one way or another. Not sure why that's the case, but, um, uh, competition is stiff on both tracks. That's one thing that, that, that is relatable, um, is, you know, it's hard to win, but, uh, yeah, track surfaces are completely different. Uh, tracks or car setups completely different. And a lot of times, uh, there are a handful of cars that travel back and forth throughout the summer, but a lot of times there's different competition at each track. So, uh, you know, sometimes I get tired of some people and ready to go to the next track. And then I get to the next track and I get tired of those people and ready to go to the other one. So, uh, it's, it's, you know, pretty funny, but, um, you know, it's a, it's a lot of fun going from one track to the next, uh, you know, for, for eight and ten weeks straight out of the summer. So uh, we enjoy it a lot. I, yeah, I did have a lot of success there up there at Charlotte last year, but this year seems to be trending kind of the other way. You know, I, I know I have speed up in Charlotte, but I haven't captured the win yet, and I just got me two in Atlanta. So uh, I'm sure I'll have a long summer of uh, excited to see what, what might happen and how it might play out. But, um, yeah, both tracks are both tracks are a lot of fun in their own way. Now, you're still a young kid uh, getting out there, learning on the fly, and, and continue to improve every year. Uh, wh what's the future hold for you? Is this something you want to try to do full-time, or or will life kind of get in the way and you'll kind of de decrease? What, what what are your plans? What do you hope to accomplish? Absolutely, yeah. I've got a, uh, I've got a few um, customers that I've been working on, and I've found a kind of a, uh, a, a love for that a little bit, um, you know, teaching some some drivers and uh have a few customers out there in the, the lower semi-pro divisions um and and i've kind of found a love for that um you know just watching and teaching people that don't don't understand or don't know yet kind of the sport so i've had a lot of fun with that but moving forward to, to my racing career in itself i have hopes and plans to uh get into a pro late model here in the, this coming up year at some point to, to hit a few races and maybe 
hit that big snowflake race down at Five Flags at the end of the year in December, uh, come come winter time. So that's one of the bigger late model races out of the year. And I've done much late model races, but I, you know, there's a lot of a lot of buddies of mine that's done it. A lot of a lot of former competition that said, "Oh, you need to get one. You'll do good." So um, we're working out sponsorship deals for that to kind of help the funding on that end because I'll be renting a, renting a car of some sort. And those are all details that are to come. Um, but that's that's one of my uh, one of my hopes. I'm still doing the legend car thing. Uh, my dad and I we do all the work ourselves on the legend car, um, and we've gotten pretty good at it on a national scale, being able to be competitive just about wherever we go. But so we still will do that. Uh, you can do it affordable enough, and you know have a lot of fun while doing it. Uh, I'm ready to kind of go to the next step, uh, step though, in the late model stuff, and kind of kind of get my feet wet in there and see kind of see what the the big boys have uh, you know have to to offer um, and and see how competitive I can be in that. Well, for all the information on Thursday Thunder as well as the schedule, just head over to AtlantaMotorSpeedway.com for all the information and the dates and how to purchase your tickets and how to get involved with that as well. Uh, Mr. Jorgensen, if our listeners want to follow along with your career, keep up with what's going on with you and your Thursday Thunder progress and also what's going on at the uh, summer shootout at Charlotte Motor Speedway, how can they go about uh, continuing to get information and uh, find out more information about you and what's been going on and what's going on with your career? Yeah, I've got a uh, Facebook, Instagram, and um, Twitter uh, personal pages just under my name, at Jensen Jorgensen. Uh, that's all there is to it. There's, there's not many Jensen Jorgensen in the world, so I was able to have that, that username on my uh, on all my apps. And, um, you know, it's a good mixture of uh, racing and personal life, so uh, it's a good way to follow me. Hi, this is Winston Kelly, the Executive Director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network at Southie as we wrap up another week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And thanks to our great guests for joining us this week here on the program. Once again, thanks to Mark Aguero of the Performance Racing Network along with Tim Bryant of Five Facts Speedway and Bandolero driver Jensen Jorgensen. So thanks to all those great guests for joining us and talking racing this week here on Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast which is available for you at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify and SoundCloud. And if you'd like to go back and listen to this edition of Southern Race Week Radio or any of our previous episodes of Southern Race Week Radio, you can check it out via our podcast which is available for you every Monday at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify or SoundCloud. So we greatly appreciate you heading on over to one of those podcast locations, downloading, listening and subscribing to the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And don't forget about our social media platforms. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash southernraceweek. Also check out our Facebook page for details of how you can enter and win your way into the Atlanta Motor Speedway for the Quaker State 400 available at Walmart Race Weekend. Simply by checking the posts with the Quaker State logo on it, you can share and like the post, and that is all you need to do to enter your way to win into Atlanta Motor Speedway with tickets for Saturday night and Sunday night's event, along with pre-track passes to check out the concert before the races, as well as the possibility to advance your way up to the suites at Atlanta Motor Speedway for the Saturday and Sunday night races. Also, check out our email address at uh, srwradio at yahoo.com. But coming up next week here on Southern Race Week Radio, our special Atlanta Motor Speedway edition of Southern Race Week Radio as we prepare for the NASCAR Nation returning to Atlanta Motor Speedway for the Quaker State 400. So make sure you're tuned in next week right here to Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. (laughs) 